Uh, hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to northeastern and central Pennsylvania. And we're about to hear another program in the In the Father's Hands series with host Mary Kate Grady. And Mary Kate's guest for this pre-recorded program is Mrs. Miriam Gambino, wife and mother who lives in Honesdale, Pennsylvania, and she's a member of St. John the Evangelist Parish in Wayne County, and she coordinates the St. Vincent de Paul Society Outreach to the Poor in the area. Mary Kate? Thank you so much, Jerry, and it's so good to be with you all again today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and again, as we do every program, we like to reflect on the words of Jesus and his promise um, that we find in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, when Jesus tells them, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And I always love reflecting back on that promise of Jesus that we're in the Father's hand. And I'm excited to have our guest today, um, a good friend, uh, Miriam Gambino. And she's going to share with us today about um, how in her life, especially through the ministry that she's presently involved in, how much um, she is being held in the Father's hand as well as the ministry. And she's also going to share with us in a particular way about how the Blessed Mother is so involved in that. Um, you know, we always think of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But, um, there's always the Blessed Mother there kind of in the background, um, gently guiding us and leading us into the Father's hand. Uh, so, Miriam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mary Kate. It's lovely to be here. Thank you, Jerry, very much also. Um, it's really my pleasure to be here, and um, Mary Kate and I have been friends for quite some time and uh, very appreciative of that friendship with God. And uh, Miriam, as we always like to do in our program, we, we like to start with asking our guests what their favorite scripture verses and why. So if you would share that with us, that would be wonderful. My favorite scripture verse is from Romans eight twenty-eight, and it is, we know that in everything God works for the good with those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. The reason that I love this verse is because I believe that our Lord has selected it for me. It has come to me over and over again um, throughout uh, the last 25 years of my life um, in very unusual ways and very evident ways, always um, at points in my life when I may have been struggling or may have been um, trying to just overcome uh, one thing or another. Uh, it, I always have felt that it's our Lord encouraging me. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. That is, that is such a beautiful verse. And um, Miriam, I would just like to ask you to share with us, um, you know, how um, in the current ministry that you're in, maybe tell us a little bit about that ministry, and if you could share with us how, um, the, you know, the Father has kept that in his hands, how he's guided you through that, and, um, and also the Blessed Mother's role in that. Well, in everyone's life you have a spiritual journey, and mine began many years ago, but in great earnest, I would say 10 years ago, when I read the book True Devotion to St. Louis de Montefort and made my consecration to Jesus through Mary 
and have renewed it subsequently many times. Once you do this, Our Lady and Our Lord take over your spiritual journey in greater and unexpected ways. And so beginning with this outreach um, with many women in the parish of St. John the Evangelist Church in Holmesdale um, has so far been the biggest leg of that spiritual journey for me, as I believe it was selected for me and certainly was not something that I was planning to do. Um, it was not my desire or my plan to walk into this role in the St. Vincent de Paul outreach. However, God has bigger plans for us sometimes than we might ever have for ourselves. And first and foremost, this is Jesus' outreach. It is his food pantry, and it is his clothing ministry. It is all his. And so I consider myself just his servant, um, there is another lady, Alice O'Neill, and I are co-chairpersons of this outreach, and we both uh, work in different um, avenues of and venues of the ministries. Alice is more um, active in the luncheon process that we were doing monthly, and uh, now we co-coordinate in the um, food outreach and food distribution avenue uh, of the outreach and so I'm very grateful for her friendship and for uh, her assistance always. Um, I feel like God steadily has grown this effort and this outreach over the last three years. He's been so very generous um, and he has taught me to trust him implicitly um, in everything because the more that I trust him the more he grows it. And um, it really is not um, a product of any of my own um, desires or my own initiatives. I really just wait on him, and he brings it forward. It's just a lovely thing. He's developed um, a free clothing distribution and ministry out of it, and every two months we fill up our parking lot at St. Mary Magdalene's with... Um, probably more than 20 tables of clothing and um, we also put out a little bit of canned food and we put out all kinds of things laundry soap dish soap everything that anybody would need in a household and people just come for several hours and just take and take and take and it really is a wonderful and beautiful thing uh, so wonderful to see the children who um, just their eyes light up at the prospect of getting a new snowsuit and mittens and, and hats and scarves and gloves and all kinds of warm winter um, gear. And so um, really has developed solely um, by God, by our Lord. Um, we uh, also do um, at the holidays a boxed holiday dinner with um, turkeys and hams and ingredients uh, for those mostly who are shut in or um, who are disabled, um, we provide all the fixings and um, many treats, and uh, we have our confirmation candidates also assist with their parents to bring um, those goodies to people, and it's really a lovely, a lovely program. Um, Something I wanted to um, mention real quick, because I've kind of noticed this when I've swung by your um, handouts. So you're you're really um, helping people's material needs, but I also feel like there's like a, a side role that you have there in helping people's spiritual needs. Would you share a little bit about that? Because I've I've caught you red-handed 
spiritually assisting people at these giveaways, too. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, we do have any number of people who, who are in varying states of crisis, homelessness, possibly being evicted at the moment, um, some people living in their vehicles with their pets. Uh, they come in needing food, gas money, um, uh, to take a sick child to a long-distance hospital appointment, many families um, with many concerns. And so um, we try to be ready at a moment's notice to assist them and to um, just uh, tend to their needs. In every interaction, we invite the Holy Spirit and our Holy Mother into every uh, interaction and ask for the best possible outcome. Um, some people are suffering from depression. These times are very taxing for people. Um, some people are under mental distress. Um, and some people are in temporary housing awaiting to be um, placed in more permanent housing. Um, and so Jesus is literally in every single one of them. And it's our goal not to judge, only to love, to listen, to pray with them, to determine their needs, to do something constructive, to provide much-needed information sometimes, to open a door to a better opportunity in moving forward to a more stable life. Um, I usually talk to people about suffering um, because no one in this life is exempt from suffering. Our dear Lord and our Blessed Mother were certainly not exempt from it, though they des deserved none of it, none of the, the, the sufferings that they had to endure. Um, and I tell people we must not let all of the sufferings and trials of this life break us because that's not why our Lord allows us to experience them, that he wants us to be overcomers because it says in the Bible that if you overcome, you will sit at my righteous right hand in heaven. And so for those who have the endurance to overcome, there will be many rewards. And our Lord loves to rush in and console us when we are in the, in the midst of, of our trials. Um, and we, every life is filled with a cross, one kind or another. Um, and it is the crosses that we endure and that we overcome that provide the grace that we need and the virtues that we need to be in heaven with our Lord someday. One of my favorite quotes is from St. John of the Cross, and it goes like this. And I saw a river over which every soul must pass to reach the kingdom of heaven, and the name of that river is suffering. And I saw the boat which carries the soul across the river, and the name of that boat is love. I absolutely love that quote, and it's true that when we're suffering, love carries us, and so we're all capable of reaching out to one another. We're all capable of giving a little love um, to someone who's, who's just in distress or stuck or not moving forward, and, and that's sometimes all it takes is just a little bit of love, and in loving them, we are loving our Lord Jesus. So everyone who comes, I also give a rosary and a pamphlet on how to pray the rosary because the rosary is truly, in these times, the weapon against all evil and is especially significant in these times of trial and tribulation. Sometimes grandmothers come in who have just received custody of their grandchildren. We provide support, food, clothing, as well as resource information, but I offer to pray with everyone. We offer 
to just sit and teach them how to say the rosary, um, teach them to turn to Our Lady and to Our Lord um, with all of their problems because they will be consoled. They will be given the grace and the strength to rise above them um, the more that they pray it. And so um, I also have a favorite devotion to Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of Good Success, which is a revelation that I became aware of about four years ago. These revelations were given to a young girl of 15 years of age who lived in Spain in the year 1594, which is quite a long time ago. Her name was Mariana de Jesus de Torres, and she was advised by Our Lady and Our Lord to travel from Spain with her 30-year-old aunt on a ship to Quito, Ecuador, which is no small task to cross the ocean in the early in the in the 1500s, um, very dangerous to say the least. In in that year, she was instructed by Our Lady and Our Lord to start a convent in honor of Our Lady's Immaculate Conception, and so the Conceptionist Sisters were started off, and she continued to receive apparitions for 40 years from 1594 to 1634. She was asked to offer up all the sufferings of her lifetime, which were many. She actually died three times and was resurrected twice. And finally, when she was about to die the third time, Our Lady told her that she must, and she wanted to come back a third time. And Our Lady said, you will tend to your sisters from heaven at this time. And um, so that was over 400 years ago when people... um, had no no concept of these times, and yet Our Lady told Mother Mariana de Jesus de Torres um, when people would become very ungodly in the future, many, many years in the future, um, they would become very immodest, they would become very indifferent. She told her that there would be a total corruption of customs in the church and in the society these Catholics would no longer have any interest in bringing their children for the graces of the sacraments of the Church of Baptism and Penance and the Holy Eucharist, and that the the sacrament of marriage would be greatly deviated. She said the sacraments would lose their importance to people and would not be held in high esteem. She said these times would be specifically the late 19th century into the middle of the 20th century when all passions would begin to erupt and become most significant. She predicted a grave crisis in the Catholic Church and in society in general due to the reign of Satan. She was told that God was ready to punish three sins in the world, blasphemy, impurity, and heresy. All societies would suffer tremendously. Our mother spoke also about socialism and communism rising in these times. So here we are, 400 years later, and she's been talking about it for 400 years, begging people to come back to the rosary and to her son. Our Our Lady has requested through her priest uh, a greater importance of penance and prayer and self-denial. And in all of our work in Holmesdale with the poor, and those who are troubled and displaced, the servants um, and the volunteers um, of those less fortunate, we pray 
for them through the intercession of Mother Mariana de Jesus de Torres, because these are the revelations of these times. We pray to Our Lady of Good Success. She hears our prayers, and she brings them to Jesus. She's so wonderful. We pray many node Venus to her um, when we reach um, a certain crossroads and we have needed certain things uh, for the ministries. Um, and she has just been walking with us through the whole thing. Um, sometimes we needed things that we needed to purchase, and we would pray to her, and I would go to Home Depot, and I would walk in, and they would give me a $75 coupon to buy shelving or, you know, to buy um, any number of things that we needed. And I, it's just I'm so grateful to, to Our Lady of Good Success and to our Lord because I feel like they have been walking through the whole process with us. Um, and my great hope is that people would know um, not only that we should overcome all the trials of these times, but also that there is no panic in heaven. There is only a plan. And Our Lady has been talking about it for 400 years. And so um, we need to trust her, and we need to trust our Lord Jesus and everything. You know, St. Francis said, um, once we have been called to heal the wounds of others, to bind up and to unite what has fallen apart, to lovingly bring home those who have lost their way. How inspiring is that? We all are at a loss to do big things, but we can all do little things. And, you know, sometimes I'm very honest with people. I tell them, I cannot fix your whole life, but I know there's something we can do for you. I know there is at least one or two things that we could do that might make a difference for you. And we can all do those things. We can all do something for someone. And if we all do, what a difference it would make in the world. And so in our, reach, in our outreach, we, we go from that premise, and we start little, and we shoot big, and we see where, where we end up. And so that's what we strive for. And, that, and something, <clears throat> two things I wanted to mention, <clears throat> excuse me, was that um, you mentioned in the very beginning about how <clears throat> you did the true devotion to our Blessed Mother through St. Louis de Montfort, yeah. and it's so interesting to me because when you do true devotion, you give yourself completely to the Blessed Mother. And so what I'm seeing here in your ministry is she's returning it back to you, specifically through the title of Our Lady of Good Success. But she's kind of like your go-to when you're in need of something for your ministry. She steps in every time. And, and, and that's a fruit to me of your total consecration to Our Lady. Well, absolutely. She, she never leaves us hanging out there. She's always right there to support us and, and to bring things to fruition. Um, and it's really beautiful, and it makes me love her more and more. Yeah. That's, and then something else that I um, just went, maybe wanted to ask you was, um, in the program here in the Father's Hands, something we always like to reflect on and look back on is to see how, you know, different times in our life, sometimes God sets, sets us up for the things that we're going to do in the future. And do you feel like in your life God has set you up to do this ministry now at this point in time? Like, you're retired but a lot of pe times when people retire, they're busier more than they ever were. And so do you feel like you kind of have seen the Father's hand leading you into this ministry, preparing you for it? Oh, absolutely. I, I had no plans once I retired. Um, absolutely none. And um, 
was actually dealing with certain difficult things in, in my life and in my family life. And um, this was purely an invitation by our Lord um, through the other women in our um, in our parish. We were doing a book club, uh, the Altus Book Club, and the first book we read was Living, uh, Walking with Purpose. And um, we were discussing, we were 16 women, and we were discussing why, as Catholic women, we were not doing more for people. And um, why were we um, not even discussing doing that? And and so, um, actually, I was nominated to this position. Uh, when I missed a session of the book club, uh, many people uh, thought that I should um, help start an outreach. And I came back to discover that I had been nominated. And so, um, that was really quite a surprise for me. And I did have some experience uh, in my work life uh, uh, assisting the poor and working with charitable programs and um, I loved working uh, with those uh, programs and the people who were would come to me there and um, so everybody thought that that would just be the wonderful uh, basis for my involvement and so um, it took a lot of prayer and it took a lot of uh, um, forethought, but I did jump in, and um, uh, I had no idea where our Lord was really and truly leading me, um, nor how much um, uh, gratification I would get from doing this, Um, and I just did it out of service to him, because yes, I did agree to serve our Lord and Our Lady through my consecration, and to be their servant always, so how could I have said no, and... um, even when I, when you don't see where a, a particular avenue is going to open up, um, sometimes your yes just opens up so much more than you would have ever imagined. And so let me just give this back to you. Um, and something you had mentioned to me earlier was that you have um, maybe like a couple saints that are accompanying you on your way. Of course, it is called the St. Vincent de Paul Society, which there's um, throughout the country, which is also the title of, of your program. Um, would you share with us some, I know you had some quotes from some saints that are dear to you, um, connected to your ministry, and are just have been inspiring to you. If you would share that with our listeners. Sure, I would. Um, I told Mary Kay earlier that I, uh, when I was young, I attended St. Vincent de Paul High School in Wayne, New Jersey, and um, it was a very college prep high school. However, I was one of nine children, and I was the eighth child, and um, I, my father was ill, and I was not um, going to college. I was maybe one of five or six kids in the school who were not going to college, and I wondered why, very seriously, I was in a college prep high school. <laughs> However, um, uh, many, many years later, I discover that I am now the director of the St. Vincent de Paul Fund, which I think is very ironic. Sometimes God has a wonderful sense of humor. And um, so I've learned uh, a lot about St. Vincent de Paul, and I've learned to love him greatly. Um, He was a true servant of the poor, aspiring to be very humble. And he said, extend your mercy to others so that there can be no one in need whom you meet without helping. For what hope is there for us if God should withdraw his mercy from us? And how true that is, you know. 
um, we all are in need of his mercy. Another quote of his was, loving the poor is to love Jesus as he would wish to be loved, and imitating him is to serve him rightly and honor him as we ought through others. What sort of love could we be showing him, I ask you, if we do not love what he loved? And how true that is. I've also learned to come to know and love St. Catherine of Labouret, who actually had visions of St. Vincent de Paul after he passed, and he told her, It is good to take care of the sick and the diseased. God has plans for you. Don't forget this. And later on, a little bit later in her life, she entered the nursing order of the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul and was a servant of the poor and the sick. And she was later given the miraculous medal, Revelations, by our Blessed Mother. I've just learned to love her so much. One of her quotes is, um, one must see the face of God in everyone. And also, I knew nothing, and I was nothing, and this is why God picked me out. I can very much identify with that, especially having not gone to college, having not um, received any degrees or been highly educated um, in any certified programs. I have often felt like I knew nothing and that I was nothing. And so that gives me something very great in common with her. And um, you never know where our Lord is going to lead you. You never know why you are in a certain place in your life. And you never know where your destiny is and what God's plans are for you, which I have been very blessed with. Wow, that's so beautiful. I, I can definitely see the Father's hand in and out of these, you know, you, I, I know there's so many other stories that you can share just about so many things in your life, but I can see the Father's hand weaving in and out of all these experiences and the Blessed Mother as well. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on and joining us today, Miriam. I'm very blessed to be your friend and um, you know, just uh, putting the word out there to anybody. If you're in the Honesdale area or moving to the Honesdale area and want to help out, I'm sure they'd love to love to have you. Um, St. John the Evangelist is the parish in this area, and there's four parishes connected there, but um, at St. Mary Magdalene's on Church Street in Honesdale is where the St. Vincent de Paul Ministry, um, they serve out of, out of that parish down there, that church down there. So please keep... Um, Miriam's ministry and your prayers and we're so blessed to have her please um, you know if you can help or know anybody in the area that maybe needs assistance you can point them this direction and um, if we could just close off um, Miriam with a Hail Mary to our Blessed Mother who's been so instrumental in both of our lives if we could do that together all right Certainly. Hail, Hail Mary full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again, Miriam. Thank you, Mary Kate. God bless you. All right. Thank you all, and we will join you again next time. God bless.